flowing from my heart. Come on, bitch. Are the issues of my heart? Help me say, flowing from my heart. Are the issues of my heart? One more time. Come on now. Flowing from my heart are the issues of my heart. It's gratefulness. It's gratefulness. Come on, if you're grateful, give God a grateful praise. Give God a grateful praise, a grateful praise. Give God a grateful praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God, we worship, we adore you, we thank you for who you are. For the glory and honor already belong to you. Have your way today. Speak afresh into this place that we might hear you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. From the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. I want to begin reading. I'm going to skip down and begin reading at verse 9. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart and those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, what is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, but who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. For the next few moments, I want to lift up this theme, Don't Stop the Music. And this is part three, Don't Stop the Music. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I grew up in an era where music was very important. And uh, so much so, if you ever went out anywhere to any kind of event where music was being played, whenever the music was about to end, people would get a little antsy. Matter of fact, they wanted the music to rave at such a powerful note that they would have party chants. Some of you know what I'm talking about. They, they would get excited that they would think that the roof was on fire. And then they would say, we don't need any water. 
Just let it burn. There was an excitement about the music, the music that, that had entombed them, that had enthralled them, that had engaged them. And, and so, Dio, you would get excited behind that. We, we have party chants in the church, too. And uh, some of y'all get with the chant and some of y'all don't. But the, the, uh, yeah, what, what do you think that is when we do stuff like, I can't stop praising his name? Or, What do you think that is when we enter the war cry? Give me a war cry. Y'all ain't paying attention to me. Give me a war. The, the idea. I don't know what y'all trying to rally, but if I'm looking for a war cry, I want to hear it and know it's a war cry. That's what I was looking for. Let, 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 let practice one time. Come on, oh. It's a response in your soul. Ah, so the, the, the thing is that, that music has a particular way of touching us at such a deep level, it is beyond our conscious mind. Uh, let me see if I can break that down, shake it together, and put it one, one more time. Watch this. Because, see, you, you know that there have been times when you heard the beat and were not even intending to be involved, but started nodding your head. Times you started patting your feet. And other times in the back of your mind, you said, that's my song. There's something about music that embraces us and moves us. And what one has to see in the text before us today is that God does something spectacular and special in the life of Saul as he elevates him from being a regular man to being a God man and a servant of God and the first king of Israel. And what God does for him is he gives him three signs of confirmation that God is going to move in his life. The fourth sign happens, but it was not something that he was even aware of as a sign until it took place. Stay with me for a moment. In the beginning, God says to him, Samuel walks up to him, the prophet of God, and he pours oil on his head. Now, he anoints him with oil in preparation for what God is getting ready to do in his life. I want to say this to everyone real quick. Oil has never saved anybody. It's never healed anybody. But oil becomes a point of contact, and it becomes a way in which God can demonstrate to the individual a connectivity with what's going on in divinity. He poured oil on his head, but the pouring of oil had no transformative power, but it signaled that transformation was on the way. 
God, God allowed him to have oil poured upon his head. When the oil was poured upon his head, God gave him three signs to look for so that he would know that God was elevating him. So the prophet said, three things I need you to look for. First sign I want you to know is that you're going to verse two of the text that we read, that Minister Robin read in your hearing. The first sign is you're going to run into some men and they're going to tell you that the donkey you were seeking has already been found. Sign number one came as a, a word of knowledge which decreed and declared that God sees everything. That even the mundane activity that you were involved in, God was involved in it, both in the loosing of the donkey and in the finding of the donkey, because you weren't here chasing a donkey, you were here trying to get with divinity, you just didn't know you had an appointment. Let me help somebody. I'm trying to bless somebody. You don't even realize that some things happen in your life. God allows to happen so he can put you in a position to hear his voice. First sign, you're going to run into these folks. They're going to give you confirmation that your dad is worried about you, wondering where you are. The donkey's been found. <clears throat> Second sign. He says, I need you to get this. This is in verse three and four. You're going to run into some men, three men to be exact, going up to Bethel. And they're going to offer you bread. They're going to offer you some of that which they have. And when they do so, receive it. This sign here lets him know that God will provide. Y'all missed it? Come on. God was not only giving him provision, but he was giving him holy provision intended for greater purposes. And there, what one has to understand is that no matter what happens in your life, if God sent you to do it, he'll take care of you in it. God will not place you where he can't provide for you. God's going to put you in a position. He's going to bless you in that position. And just because you don't know the how of what God is going to do doesn't mean that God's not going to do it. When you get rid of the need to know how, you'll be blessed because then you will function by faith and not by sight. Because as long as you need to know how, you're functioning on your sight. But once you get to the place where you trust God, you will allow God to be God and God will provide. Let me say it again. God will not give vision where he won't provide provision. And God knows how to provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I, I got it. But the third sign, which involves all of you musicians up here and all of you singers out here. Ah, let me get to this third sign. The third sign was the sign of the Levites. He said, you're going to go. He said, you're going to go up the hill of God. And when you get up there, the Philistines have a garrison there. Uh, let, me, let me break this down for you. The enemy is there near the hill of God. But don't be scared. Blessings and burdens ride together. Y'all missed that and went over somebody's head. Don't you ever think you're going to get a blessing that's not going to come with some kind of burden attached to it or something you've got to deal with or handle along the way. You've got to realize that there's some things when you get ready to get them, the enemy will be watching right by you as you're getting your blessing. But don't be scared of what the enemy might say or do. You go on and receive what God has for you because what God has for me I wish I had somebody helping me right now it is for me he says go on up there he says and when you get there you're going to meet a group not onesie twosie three you're going to meet a group of prophets you're going to meet a group of prophets 
you're going to meet a group of Levites. And they're going to be from the high place. These are worshipers. Praise is what I do. These are worshipers. When you get there, yeah, 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 now, now, now. When you get there, you need to understand they will be there with stringed instruments, with a tambourine, with a flute, with a harp, and they will be prophesying. Get ready to meet the Levites because they're going to be there with their instruments and they will be prophesying. Y'all didn't get it. It's, it's still going over your head. You're going to run into the musicians. They're going to be playing, but they will be prophesying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah, you're going to run into the Levites anointed by God to play their instruments and when you get there they will be prophesying listen 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 the prophets that Saul encountered entered God's presence through music bringing forth prophetic oracles they entered God's presence through music. I, you ain't get it yet. They entered God's presence through the music. They entered God's presence through the music. Let me, let me give you the antithesis. Do you realize you can enter the presence of a lot of things through music? Stay with my praises, what I do for me. Listen, here, here you've got to get this now. Because how, why do you think Marvin Gaye works? Teddy Pendergrass, Peebo Bryson. I'll keep going. I'll find you pretty soon. Aaron All. Johnny Gill. What, what, why do you think the, I, I'm trying to help somebody? You have to realize that you can enter the presence of a lot of spirits through the music. I'm trying to go somewhere with, it's what I do. They were prophesying and, and, and he comes up to them now, now watch this, watch this. There are three impacting lessons about music that we can learn from Saul's encounter. Three impacting lessons. I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get these three things out. I'm not going to be long. Oh, Lord, I, as soon as I say it, I feel like I just had the time. Listen. Three things, three things, three things. I need to say, number one, number one, take this with you. Number one, music is an unapologetic pathway. It's what I do. It's what I do. Praise is what I do. It's what I do. I need somebody to say it that he hadn't talked singing right now. Say it with me. Praise is what I do. It's what I do. what I do. It's a pathway that when you want to 
to invoke, invite the presence of God, sometimes you just need to sing a song. Sometimes you need to put one on. Sometimes you need to allow yourself to immerse yourself into the sounds of heaven. See, it's no accident that music keeps changing. From the days of Thomas Dorsey, the, really the godfather of gospel music, to the days of James Cleveland, you could see the shift from the Dixie Hummingbirds. You could see the shift of music. But someone will say, what is the shifting of music? Music changes as people change. Because the music is a pathway for the people. And therefore, what allowed older saints to enter into the presence of God does not necessarily resonate with younger saints. And both saints have to be interested and sensitive enough to each other so that they create a pathway for both the young and the mature to enter the presence of God. But I tell you something that everybody will go in on. I don't care if you're old or young. If you do amazing grace right, there's nothing like amazing grace. At whatever age, I once, I was lost. Was lost. But, but now, now I'm found. I'm found. Was was blind. But now, but now I I see. by this but uh, but it, it works with a quick story some of you heard before others you haven't heard so let me just share it real quick um, there's another version of that song it's amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace that bought my liberty I do not know just why he came to love me so. He looked beyond all my fault and saw my need. Y'all don't want, y'all don't want to. mama's living room yes. the very first time the Holy Spirit touched me at the most deepest level and I went out in the spirit and began to speak in tongues like never before 
singing that song because music is a pathway into the divinity. Okay, just one of them, just but it is a pathway. Second point, I got to rush. Second point, it was not only unapologetically a pathway, it was unequivocally prophetic. Okay. Here's where we got to get we got to got to get some things straight. The text says that they were prophets. And the prophets were in the spirit. They were not only just playing. They were playing under an anointing. There's a difference. I'm talking to my Levites here between playing and playing under an anointing. Praise and worship and singers. There's a difference between singing and singing under an anointing. You can hit all the right notes and I will enjoy your performance. But you can mess up notes and have an anointing and I'll enjoy the spirit. I'm not saying surrender one for the other, but I can tell you this much. The anointing is greater because it's the anointing that destroys yokes. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can break this down. I'm, I'm on a roll here. The prophets can be described as ecstatic. Having an experience of self-transcendence, they were overcome by the spirit and presence of God. Bishop, what do you mean self-transcendence? It means they weren't in themselves. Okay. Musicians, have you ever played to where you weren't sure you were you? You just look down and say, now, I know my fingers are moving, but who's moving my fingers? I know I'm playing, but who's hitting this chord? There is a place of transcendence above self that one can reach. I'm not talking about you being crazy, out your mind, acting a fool. No, I'm talking about you surrendering your conscious mind to the spirit of God that God can use you at a different level. Okay, so I, what's this prophecy thing? The word prophecy generally means, means to prophesying or prophesied, means to predict, speak, or write by divine inspiration. So that what, when they call them prophets here, what they're saying is they were functioning by divine inspiration. Now, that means that they were no longer giving themselves the orders. God was directing them. Okay, I'm gonna work with this right here. Prophecy can, be, can also be manifested through praising God with musical accompaniment. Meaning, your guitar prophesied last Sunday. Okay, see, y'all, somebody think I make this stuff up. I don't have to make it up. It's in the Bible. Listen, 1 Chronicles 25, verse 1. It says, moreover, David, the commander of the army, selected for the temple service some of the sons of Asp, Heman, and Juthun, who were to prophesy, the word here again, prophesy with the lyre, with harps, and cymbals, 
the list of musicians who performed their service was as follows. The sons of As, Zachar, Joseph, Nathaniel, Azareth, the sons of Ath were under the direction of Ath who prophesied under the direction of the king. Watch out, y'all about to get this. In other words, their prophetic anointing could be pushed into service because the king or leader said, it's time to take it up. <sighs> when you get ready to play, when you get ready to sing, when you get ready to lift up a hymn before God, and we're trying to say lift up your voice in the sanctuary, you ought to realize I'm inviting you to enter in to prophecy and a prophetic moment that God can use you. There are times when you ought to be prophesying. There are times when the anointing ought to be all over your drum. The anointing ought to be all over your guitar. The anointing ought to be all over your voice. The anointing ought to be all over your keyboards. The anointing ought to be all over that organ. To the point where you can't stand it yourself. You can't, you can't handle it yourself. There's fire in your fingertips. Fire in your body. Fire in your mind. Fire in your soul. You ought to be anointing. Prophesy. Because when you prophesy under the anointing of God, there will be a change. Somebody will walk in here with their head bowed down and they'll leave here dancing their way back to their car because somebody prophesied to them. That's why your ancestors sang songs like the Lord will make a way somehow. They were prophesying to one another. That's why when they marched in the civil rights movement, they prophesied, we shall overcome. We don't know when, but someday, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome. They were prophesying about a better day. Prophesying. I shall wear a crown when the trumpet sounds. Soon as my feet strike Zion, lay down my heavy burden. Put on my robe in glory. Shout to tell the story. I shall wear a golden crown. They're prophesying. I see you in the future. And you look better. I see you walking in favor and prosperity too. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. Prophesy. Just a moment. You may be seated just one more moment. Here, here. Here, here. Oh, 
to change things you ain't said like you mean it God's getting ready to change things don't don't look at anybody else tell yourself put your hand on your chest tell God's getting ready to change things God's changing things for me he's 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 changing things for me powerful Saul had no idea what God was getting ready to do for him but the Bible says in verse 6 that when he encountered the prophets as God was moving on him he became a different man was transformed by the spirit he became a different man y'all missed it went over your head God wants to make you different folk may talk about you because you're different is this the son of Kish yeah my daddy named Kish well Kish ain't no Levite Kish ain't no prophet. What are you doing among the prophets? What he has to tell anybody that wants to know. I got an anointing on my life. I don't need a title to be anointed. 
I don't need your approval to be anointed. My mama didn't have to be a preacher for God to anoint me. My daddy didn't have to leave the church for God to call me. I'm anointed because he anointed me. Let me tell you something. He started, he got in with the prophets. They started playing. And he started playing with them. They started singing. He started singing with them. They started shouting. He started shouting with him. They started, he started going in. He said, I'm going in too. And before you know it, the Bible says that he was among Y'all didn't get this. Let me help you. A, B, and C. Recognize this. When there's purpose on your life, God's going to do miracles in your life. When there's purpose on your life, God's going to do miracles in your life. And everybody's sitting in here today and anyone listening to the sound of my voice, God has purpose for your life. There's purpose for your existence. There's purpose why he woke you up this morning. Purpose why he started you on your way. Purpose why he's with you right now. But wherever there's purpose, there's going to be a season of preparation. God won't move you from purpose until he prepares you for it. There's something God is preparing you for right now. Look at somebody telling he's preparing me. You didn't say it like you mean it. He's preparing me for what he wants me to be. He's preparing me for what he wants me to be. Be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. But when you have purpose and you've entered into your preparation, it won't be long before you enter into the phase of participation and you'll be able to dance with the dancers, sing with the singers, shout with the shouters, play with the players, because you ought to participate in praising God. Come on, give him a praise. you but I feel the anointing in here do me a favor take 30 seconds and just give God your best praise 
Just put your hands together. Tap your foot. Do something. Give God your best praise. today if you're in the sanctuary and you don't have a church home you're looking for somewhere to worship a pastor a church family I want to extend an invitation come on now to the altar give your hand to the ministers and your heart to the Lord you can come today if you're online call me right now leave me a message email me Say, Bishop, I want to be a part of what's going on in New London. Be the glory to God. Be the glory oh, to God. 
listen to music the same way again. I'm not through. I'm just, I'm pausing to the next occasion. I feel this thing in my soul. I know God is with us and I feel godly proud that God is doing a new thing in this place. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're getting ready to give when I finish praying. I'm going to pray over the offering now. If you're online and you're giving, you can give by Cash App, by Givelify, or you can mail your gift in. Sanctuary, the same thing available, except you can hand it when you go to the door. While this anointing is still high, I want to bless your gifts. Because I believe God's getting ready to open a window of heaven for somebody. And I believe something that was held up is about to be released for you. Somebody, this week you're going to be notified that there's a release of money. This week someone's going to be notified, I'm telling you now, of a cancellation of debt. You owe it, but it's going to be canceled. Glory to God. There's an anointing. He says, I give you power to gain wealth. There's an anointing that there's going to be an attraction to resources coming to someone right now. An attraction to resources. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody was praying for an answer. And Lord told me this week you're going to get your answer. Don't let it disturb you. Smile and say, I knew the answer was coming. And it's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm telling you now, before you hear what they say, it's in God's hands. Before you hear what they say, don't flip, don't lose it. It's in God's hands. Father, I bless your people right now, and I bless the gifting giver. Let the giving be done with joy and gladness. But Lord, also, let the gift be returned beyond measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run it over in Jesus' name. Amen.